Kiwani from VA. This is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 25th of August 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. On Friday the 19th, President Buhari said the executive could not increase the salary of public workers at the moment because the country is facing a revenue shortage. He said that the shortage was caused by the crude oil theft, the global economic downturn provoked by the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and the coronavirus pandemic. Since we mentioned crude oil, on Thursday the 18th, the executive said it will stop subsidizing fuel as of June next year. The government was supposed to remove the subsidy a couple of months ago, but decided not to because of the country's high inflation rate. On that note, the executive took ownership of four private electricity distribution companies from banks on Friday the 19th. The banks had taken ownership of the four companies last month because they could not pay back their debts. On Tuesday the 23rd, the executive also told governors to manage the flooding in their states. The executive said that the government's role is to step in to directly address national-level emergencies, while the local and the state governments are the first responders in all situations. However, the executive assured the governors that they will work closely with the states to provide any needed assistance. The government also said condolences to the states affected by the floods. Still talking about the government, Vice President Olzimbajo launched the National Council on Infrastructure on Tuesday the 23rd. The council will push for more partnerships between private companies and the government to increase infrastructure development in the country and meet the executive's infrastructure master plan. This plan aims to increase the value of infrastructure in Nigeria from 35% to about 70% by 2043. Members of the council include the Attorney General of the Federation, the head of the Central Bank, and various ministers. There are also prominent people of the private sector, such as the President of the Manufacturers Association and a representative from the Society of Engineers. Moving on, oil companies Shell, ExxonMobil, Chevron, and Equinor ASA said that they will withdraw their lawsuits of about $3 billion against the government-owned National Petroleum Corporation. The companies wrote a letter to a U.S. federal court on Monday the 22nd that said that they agreed to settle with the government-owned corporation. The companies had previously filed a suit against the corporation over claims that it broke oil production sharing agreements. Now, let's move on to some travel news. On Thursday the 18th, the Iranian Emirates said that it will suspend flights to Nigeria from the 1st of September because it can't get its funds out of the country. The central bank has imposed a foreign currency exchange control due to a dollar shortage. The airline said it had about $85 million stuck in Nigeria, but assured that they will help affected customers make alternative travel arrangements. Speaking of large amounts of money, on Tuesday the 23rd, the U.S. returned $23 million that had been stolen by the former Nigerian head of state, Sonia Barca, to the country. The U.S. ambassador said that up to date, they have sent about $304 million to Abarca stolen money back to Nigeria. The Nigerian government said that the Sovereign Wealth Fund will hold the money and use it to build three key road projects. The second Niger Bridge, the Lagos Ibadan Expressway, and the Abu Hakana Road. On more news on international relations, the country signed a memorandum of understanding with China to improve the health sector of both countries. The agreement will see the two nations share knowledge on health service delivery, research, and the development of new medicines and vaccines. The Chinese ambassador to Nigeria and the Nigerian Minister of Health signed the document on Friday the 19th. On that note about health, on Monday the 22nd, the primary healthcare development agency 
started a vaccination campaign against the rotavirus since this vaccine is part of the kids' immunization schedule. The rotavirus is the third leading cause of childhood mortality in the country. It is responsible for 15% of all deaths of children under 5. The Minister of Health also urged parents to get their kids vaccinated against vaccine-preventable diseases, from rotavirus to coronavirus vaccines. Canada donated almost 3 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to Nigeria on Thursday the 18th. The federal government said the vaccines will rapidly increase the vaccination rate in the country since these are single-dose shots. Only about 27% of the population has been fully vaccinated so far. Since we mentioned Canada on Wednesday the 23rd, the Canadian High Commissioner to Nigeria promised to make it easier for Nigerians to get visas to the country. This comes after the Nigeria government asked its Canadian counterpart to remove tough requirements that hinder visa approvals for citizens that wish to travel to the country. Also on Wednesday the 24th, the UK donated 15 million pounds, about 18 million dollars, to provide food to vulnerable people in Borno, Amadawa and Yobe states. The funds will go to UNICEF and the World Food Programme and will help reduce malnourishment in three states. In other news, the National Broadcasting Commission cancelled the licenses of 52 media houses on Friday the 19th since these radio and television stations owe the government about $6 million. The Nigerian Union of Journalists claimed that move was poorly timed and said the executive did not consider how tough the business environment is in the country, which has hurt many media houses. Speaking of things that were cancelled, the Bainway state government suspended all mining activities on Thursday the 18th because of companies mining without a license. The state said that it will set up a committee to regulate mining operations. Moving on, telecommunications company MCN deployed the first 5G network coverage in the country on Wednesday the 24th. Lagos and Abuja were the two first cities to get coverage. Fort Trancourt, Keno and Enugu will get it in a month. The other telecommunications company that has been given a 5G license, Mafav Communications, postponed the deployment of its coverage for five months because it did not have its operational license from the Nigerian Communications Commission. Next up, some entertainment news. Singer M.I. Abarhar released his new album on Friday the 19th. It has 12 songs and it includes features from national and international singers like Nas, Ice Prince, Duncan Mighty, and Fino. Finally, to close this edition, some sports news. On Saturday the 20th, Nigerian-born British boxer Anthony Joshua lost a heavyweight boxing match against Ukrainian Alexander Uzi, who retained the fourth heavyweight titles he won from Joshua last year. Sadly, a day later, another Nigerian-born fighter also lost a match. Kamaru Usman lost his ultimate fighting championship welterweight title to British fighter Leon Edwards on Sunday the 21st. He had defended his title five times before losing to Edwards. In football news, on Tuesday the 23rd, the former General Secretary of the Nigerian Football Federation, Musa Amadou, said he is interested in running for President of the Federation. The elections will be held on the 30th of September and the current President, who has been in office since 2014, will not stand for re-election. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Since inflation is soaring almost everywhere, what is something you had to stop buying because it got too expensive? Let us know at nigeria at or on Instagram at Rorschach Nigeria or Dabor 